This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. They need to be informed as well regarding the medication that they use. For example, opioids, they relieve pain. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that your injury is gone. And that's something a lot of athletes don't realize is that the pain is gone. So they think that they can start working out. They can start being performing again. But it, the, the problem hasn't actually been fixed. So what can happen is that they can actually increase the injury. Pain. It's something that goes hand in hand with professional sports. There's no question about that. The question is, what's done about that pain? Unfortunately, professional athletics have not been immune from the impact of the opioid epidemic, which has been growing at an alarming rate. Coming up, you'll hear from Christopher Cabrot, a pharmacist who works with pro athletes on real alternatives for pain relief without the need for opioids, and how it all may not be as much about addressing pain as what's happening in the body and mind behind the pain. Plus, a surprising musical performance of sorts. I am a champion. I'm winning, I'll win it all. I'm Dale Moss. And this is the game plan. Christopher Cabrot, doctor of pharmacy and fitness motivator. Thank you so much for joining me here in studio today. My pleasure. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Hey, uh, no, it's uh, the pleasure is all is, is all mine. And uh, you know, I was so excited to to speak with you and av- after having an opportunity to connect because you're doing so many amazing things in the 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 fitness space, but your doctorate of pharmacy um, and your knowledge in the fitness space is something that's very, very intriguing to me. And especially with your focus on athletics and professional athletes, you know, uh, one thing that is all over the media is substance abuse, but also um, prescription medication abuse or overuse. And especially in with professional athletes, I mean, the use of medication has gotten bigger than ever. You know, what, what's going on with that? Well, it's actually a good question that you're asking because a lot of people, they're wondering, you know, like, okay, I have a problem. Like, let's say somebody has a cholesterol, cholesterol problem or even diabetes. What they do is instead of trying to take care of their own health and changing their lifestyle is they'll go right away to the doctor to get a pill because what's going on in society today is that a lot of people they want a quick fix. Quick they don't fix. want to wick, they don't want to work for something and get the results gradually. So what they do is they add a pill, and this is why we see a lot of people who have tons of medications. Mm-hmm. We call it polypharmacy. Polypharmacy. Yeah, exactly. It's where a person has like ten dozens of medications and they don't even need all these medications. Mm-hmm. So it kind of relates to the same thing with professional athletes or even just an athlete that likes to enjoy sports. What happens is that they become dependent mm-hmm. quickly, especially whether it's supplements or prescription drugs. They see it makes them feel good. And, and the quick fix you're saying, though, it's not just because they want results faster, which is great. They are under pressure. They yeah. have to get fixed quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so how, do, how does that maybe accelerated recovery time play a role in this this problem in professional sports well i think it's something that people should definitely 
tell themselves that you know you gotta you gotta accept the process meaning even if the recovery is faster with these drugs you gotta learn to listen to your body know how to like properly approach your training and how to rest to mm -hmm. be able to recuperate fast enough but not rely on you know a drug and then get addicted to it because then it could lead to depression in the long term people become addicted and then after you know it ends up them actually losing performance mm -hmm. in their sport because opioids have more than just uh, the, the effect of relieving pain yeah or actually making somebody like more performant that's only short term in the long term because it's run. not you know i think a lot of times people people hear these things and they think oh this is a performance base or they sometimes hear um some player is suspended for a substance ban And in all actuality, it's not always performance play, uh, performance based. One thing that most people don't realize is, and this is the first thing that I was told, first thing when I came into the NFL, just have a plan, have a game plan, throwing that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the injury rate is 100% for an NFL athlete. And that's pretty much for most professional sports, which is why contracts aren't always guaranteed. And it's an impact. It's a brutal brutal sport. So, you know, while people want to get bigger, faster, stronger, the barriers and what are being put up is to relieve pain. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, it's even, uh, it's even getting the mental just like unwinding and shutting down, um, you know, is coming from Canada and uh, is this as big of an issue up there within the pro sports world or It's um, it's not as a big issue because the pressure is not the same over in Canada that it is in America. In America, there's a lot of pressure, you know, like in all those major sports, just like in the NFL. But it's definitely something that's rising. Mm -hmm. We're hearing more and more meetouts working as a pharmacist. We have sometimes patients. We receive facts from other pharmacies saying that this person, you have to be careful if they come to your pharmacy because they're going to try to like fill a, a fake prescription So it's actually like something that's rising more and more, but it's not as intense in yeah. Canada for sure. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like, um, you know, everything is about when it boils down to uh, is is protecting people and helping people live a, a longer, healthier life. I remember um, uh, doing a Cigna, Cigna health campaign. And this is something that is the first time I've ever seen a medical institution really back it and it's the main sponsor of the nfl uh it was a one in five campaign so it was myself travis kelsey um who's a tight end for the kansas city chiefs um bryson keaton a former jets uh player um uh alex silverfig and my good friend tracy and we were openly talking and sharing our experiences about the opioid epidemic and You know, the stat that was alarming to me, they say one in five people are at risk for becoming uh, addicted to opioids and less than 10 times taking their prescription. And for me, that's an astounding number of, of pro athletes who are at risk and actually probably at the highest risk of anybody, most anybody, unless they're just constantly in chronic pain in the country. But these are things that we don't talk about. And I think as an athlete, it's something that I didn't talk about. I never had the addiction, but I, I definitely saw it, and I saw it within coaching staff. I saw mm -hmm. it within players. Um, you know, what is a plan from your perspective on how how we can solve this problem? I think one of the first things people like, whenever let's say they start opioids, is they should seek 
not I wouldn't say go seek help, but like they should be uh, surrounded yep. by a good like support system of people to always overwatch, you know, to make sure that, you know, it's like mm-hmm. they're in control. They're not overdoing it with these type of medication. And it's something that I feel a lot of people don't want to do is we always try to do things on our own. Yeah. Not a lot of people are willing to go ask for help. Even exactly. myself, up to this day, I'm learning more and more to go like, you know, okay, I don't feel good. I, I feel like this thing is bothering me. Mm-hmm. You have to open up. You have to talk about it. And we tend to hold everything inside. Yeah. And that's what's making this issue even harder because if you don't talk about it, how are people going to help you? Yeah. And, and and that's what it's all about is developing a plan. And I I, I see from the inside and having a perspective of a player who played and I remember the first time I took Vicodin, I was like, whoa, this is like some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out because like I've never been someone to go into, you know, the doctor for anything. I've been healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate. I had some injuries, but like, um, you know, a few and far between compared to most. And like even when it comes to getting sick. But I remember I had a strain and like uh, one of the teams I was playing on uh, suggested Vicodin. And I was like, what the hell is Vicodin, you know? Um, And then I was like, all right. And like I remember I was like two of these and I was like, I was feeling good. I wasn't hurting anymore. And like that's when I started turning my ears on. And it made sense to things that I was seeing and how people were maneuvering. I was looking and seeing the eyes glazed over in locker rooms and film sessions. like, And it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. And, it, uh, you know, it, it definitely put me in tune. And I was open. Like, I talk. And then you realize the conversations that people are are talking. Because you can't, as an athlete, it's a difficult, difficult scenario. And that's where the Players Association and the unions have to really step up and implement some more of these plans. Because... If there's a problem or if someone's hurting during season, they just want to sweep it under the rug. Yeah. And, you know, they obviously care about the player's benefit. But as a whole, it's like we'll deal with that later. We're on a mission to win a championship. And also it comes back to job security. And and no one wants to admit that it's going to be a PR issue. It's going to cost because sports is business. You know, yeah. it's going to cost some more money and, and things along those lines. So, um when I really started seeing some of these things coming out with the medical institutions, but also teams, it's, uh, you know, that's when I know even being out of the league that it's way worse than even, you know, from the point when I, when I was in there. Um, what advice could you give to any athlete within a team that's struggling with some of these issues uh, when it comes to abusive medication? Well, what I would say is still, like I said, they definitely need to like talk about it if they have an issue. The other thing is they need to be informed as well regarding the medication that they use. For example, opioids, they relieve pain, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that your injury is gone. Yeah. And that's something a lot of athletes don't realize is that the pain is gone. So they think that they can start working out. They can start being performing again, but the, the problem hasn't actually been fixed. So what can happen is actually they can actually increase the injury that they had. So let's say they had like an injury in their elbow yep. and they take, for example, like you said, Vicodin mm-hmm. and then the, the pain is completely gone. They're like, wow, I feel great. And then they go right away, bench press or like it, try it's, doing, it's suppressing it. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you suppress- have to be smart. You know, your body. And like, exactly. it, this is the thing. Like patience is something that 
we all have to master. Yes. And I'm someone I want to get out, rip and run. And as you age, like things change too. Like oh, I'm yeah. 30. I'm, you know, I'm looking, feeling good at 30. But I know I can't. I, th- do I thought things you were actually like 24 way. or something. No, <laughs> I can't do things the same way yeah, as I used sure. to. Um, so a lot of times it's masking the problem and then, you know, it actually compounds and makes it worse. So that's a perfect valid point. Um, and the old ways of sports, you know, we, everything's about recovery. Everything's about really and being mindful because the old way of sports is, you know, smash mouth football, basketball. You're going to play through this, tape up your knee and ankle and you're going to, you know, get through this. I went to an NFLPA conference, um, and it's a lot of the veterans, tons of Hall of Famers, iconic NFL players that I idolized. And you talk about the difficulty they're having moving, being mobile. You talk about picking up their children, like they can't lift their arms above their heads. And you talk about dementia, like all these things that we didn't think about. And the conversation's been started in... As much as it's been tried, you know, it's been suppressed by uh, the umbrella, you know, they don't want to talk about different things with, within yeah. some of these leagues. It's gotten to a point where there's no way that you can't. Um, but the great thing is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There are changes that are coming. There are uh, programs that are being in place. And people are starting to talk and open up about this because, you know, um, the mental mental health space, the physical health space, everyone wants to be well. I think people are more mindful now than ever, especially pro athletes, that they cannot perform to the level they want to and that they have to if they are not mentally where they need to be. And, you know, they understand, obviously, your body is a tool, so you need to treat that. And it's not always about a quick fix and a pill, which I know that we're going to allude to here uh, after we get off the break. There's so many other ways to really treat the body and make it stronger than ever, right? Exactly. Okay, so coming up, there are plenty of other options for players, and we'll get into them right after this. Here's what I want you to do. Check out all the episodes of The Game Plan at my website, officialdalemoss.com. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and wherever the best podcasts are found. We touched on medication and, yeah. and it, there's one thing, there's so many other options out there. Um, you know, the supplementation industry, alternative forms of medicine. Uh, what are you seeing as, as other options that are being widely accepted um, that people can actually like look at if they're looking for pain management and things along those lines? Well, it's actually funny because I get that question a lot, even yeah. through like Instagram, like, what do you use, you know, like a supplement or, uh-huh. you know, let's say if you have a, you have pain or you have an injury and it's actually funny. I'm like, I could say that right now I'm much more natural in a sense that I stick to protein yep. and massages. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I try to like, I don't use much as much like supplement before I used to use pre-workouts all the time. The and body's an amazing thing, man. And yeah, like, no, it, for, I, sh- for sure. It's, it's something that I feel I think it's because, you know, the whole way they talk about supplements mm-hmm. in magazines, they show so all much these misinformation. Yeah, they show all these big bodybuilders. I remember when I was 18 years <laughs> old class. and I would like look at magazines and I would see like, you know, the big guy, super ripped, shredded. 
That's not veins. real life. That's not realistic. Just I know it's not. And listening. the thing like, is, me dude, that is not realistic. Yeah, I know. And back then, it used to hit me. I was like, oh my, oh my god, this looks so cool. I want to get it, you know. <laughs> and that's how they get so many people. You know, it's yeah. all business. But the thing is, as you gain experience and that you train more and more, you realize that you don't need that much supplements, even protein. Yeah, I don't even eat. One like they they say you'll read a lot of like uh you know like either research papers mm -hmm. or on fitness articles that you need at least one gram per pound, and the thing is me a I weigh per, per pound yeah and the thing is me I'm actually like about two hundred pounds right now I'm like close to two hundred and maybe on a every day I eat about a hundred to one fifty max yeah and I'm super performant and the thing is. I'm protecting my kidneys. Well, in your 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 body can adjust, and that's one thing. Uh, you know, I I feel that these alternative forms of medicine um, are people are gravitating towards them in such a major way because it's closer to natural and all natural and uh, just human body and just everyone wants a little something extra. Yeah, you know, being in New York and being through all these things, like everyone's got their their edge or something that that's their release now obviously they want to perform better so yeah. um i think even mentally the idea of taking certain things is obviously why the supplementation industry has exploded and there's yeah. so many options but there's a lot of bullshit out there I'm no exactly no for sure and the thing is that's something i'm proud to talk about you know mm -hmm. like either here or even on social media as i tell people you don't need to like take four scoops of creatine you don't yeah. need to like it's it's your training if you have a good training plan you can have crazy results and 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 it, it's this is one thing that i have seen so supplements have obviously been monitored throughout these professional sports leagues uh pr pretty heavily i mean the guys that test they're 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 on something now like you talk about like some of the medications and stuff that's a little bit different on the stimulant but um one thing that i've seen mm -hmm. teams starting to really incorporate are nutritionists on staff geared towards nutritional psychology um, but also they are working directly with the trainers and the doctors now to fuel them internally and nutritionally to allow them to perform better and recover faster and that's something that when i was playing which is not too long ago it wasn't even an option like i i was with the bears organization um uh when i was wrapping up and a great, great organization. And, you know, they finally, one of the biggest changes when uh, Mark Tressman came in, um, who's, uh, you know, Canada, a longtime coach, super successful out there, uh, amazing, just brilliant mind. His whole thing is he wanted a mental, a holistic, a, a great healthy culture within there. And also, like, the facilities were great. And then, like, the food, they really focused on that aspect of it. And that was the first time that I saw – someone take a whole total body approach at a pro sports level. And then since that point, you know, it's, it's definitely grown, grown rapidly. Um, so, you know, I want to touch base on the, the alternative, alternative form uh, of medication. Like you, you train with pro athletes, you know, now it's something that you're doing um, in some of these leagues. Is that something that's accepted up in Canada? What's that like culturally? It depends. It's like, it's really on preference. Like th most people, like for example, me, mm -hmm. I would be more inclined to tell people like, you know, if you want to like recuperate faster, like I said, mm -hmm. one of the tricks I give people is for example, uh, I don't know if you know about, uh, you know, probably Tiger Balm. Yeah. Tiger yeah. Balm. That's something that you can actually help you recuperate faster. Yeah. 
because it helps with blood circulation. Mm-hmm. You can actually use it as a pre-workout. When I people yeah. ask me what's my pre-workout, I say actually use this because it helps warm up the zone that you're going to actually work yeah. out. And then you get the blood flow going. So it's actually helping you, you know, get a better pump and then like feel more focused with what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. But the thing is, um, the approach I would say in Canada is that people are still like, you know, it's it's more like individualized. Yeah. And that's the important thing to do with your training mm-hmm. or the way that you're approaching supplementation. Yep. It has to be for you. It's not one way that one person does that it's going to work for you. That's why I exactly. always tell people... This is what I'm doing. You can try it for yourself. If it doesn't work, maybe that's what you should be doing. And you can't mass market. Like, these things are mass marketed. Like, oh, like, every person that takes us oh, is yeah. going to get biceps the size of... I mean, yeah, I or they'll say, like, um, oh, but... like, this program <laughs> is the ultimate program. Everybody's going to get, like... This whey protein is going to make you so strong. Yeah. Well, I'm lactose intolerant, so it's exactly. going to make me yeah. and I'm going <laughs> to fart a lot. Yeah, that's... Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have Quiet this... as it's kept. No, it's true. It's uh, I have that same issue. I'm lactose intolerant, and I just recently, like when I say recently, it's maybe about a year ago. That's when I actually realized that I couldn't take whey protein. Yeah. So now I take isolate only. Yeah. And it made a huge difference. Like I wasn't gassy, and like mm-hmm. I actually felt like I absorbed the nutrients that I was supposed to absorb. Yeah. So that's something a lot of people don't realize is that you actually have to. Make sure that what you take in works for your body. And that's something that, like, I didn't even teams, like, we talk about performance and nutrition and everything um, from a pro perspective. What I've noticed now, like, they have the best resources, but it's their way. Each team organization has a certain way of doing it. The NFL was an umbrella, right? Uh, Or is a major umbrella, but each team is a little bit individualized. But as the fitness space has evolved, the nutrition space has evolved, players, athletes, Everyone is so much more mindful. I mean, the NFLPA brought in someone who was specializing in CBD oils uh, last time I was at an event with them, which is it's legal and it, the process. And I completely understand it now. Like I'm, uh, you know, some people are talking about recreational use of marijuana and all that. Like that's not my cup of tea. Like yeah. everyone to their own. But like the portions when you talk about the non mind altering, but the benefits from like some of these CBDs and these natural products. It's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating, you know what's coming out. But again, everything uh, is, is to their own. But um, you know, going at the end of the day, you know, I'm a firm believer less is more. But just the fact that people are more mindful and listening to their bodies, yes, and trying to find the best way to treat it is extremely vital. Another thing I could add as well is um, just in general for performance mm-hmm. is. It's very simple and it's something basic, stretching. Stretch, yeah. Like, but a lot of people skip that. Like, uh-huh. a lot of people don't do it and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. No, I, and I, like I, I like, the long run, like, if you're seeking longevity, definitely, like, you need to include stretching in, like, your plan. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, even me, I started doing it more. In one, in two, in three, in four, in stretch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it's something, but it's funny because it's something that like most people, you know, they'll say they'll do it in the beginning, you know, they, they start training and then after a few weeks, they're like, I don't need to stretch anymore. Uh And it it makes a huge difference. Like you become so much more stiff Mm -hmm. if you don't stretch. And now it's like every night I have my routine. I have to do it at least a good 20 minutes. Yeah. And And, injury prevention, like the majority of the injuries that happen in pro sports are 
non-contact related, which most people don't understand. And, um, you know, it, it goes back to the simplest thing. Obviously, we started talking about an epidemic that was opioids and like, but these are things that treat an additional problem or it's masking this to treat this, but it goes down to the core values and the fundamentals is talk about the warm up. you know, that's still yeah. ingrained into me from playing and no matter how busy I try to stay on it, but I don't do it as well. Like, and we don't have these resources at, you know, after the fact, like we did, I, you know, when I was playing pro ball. So you have to be very mindful and diligent with it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about people being so much more mindful and the trends that are happening in the fitness space are now seeping in and having an impact on pro sports training. We had uh, 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 Kenny Santucci on one of the episodes and we talked about CrossFit and, and those things and what used to be alienated by performance-based culture. Yeah. They're incorporating a lot of these movements in. And now you are in the fitness space. Uh, obviously, you've created uh, an amazing brand and following uh, simply through trying and just sharing your passion and the love for fitness. Um, you know, can you take us through what started you on that path? Well, it's actually, it's kind of funny because I would have never thought like on this day that I would be like in social media and like, you know, making videos and talking to, to an audience it wasn't and, even there like like i remember like it's come so fast yeah man. no exactly and the thing is i remember when instagram first started me i was like oh whatever like you know it's not for me and the thing is i used to be i've always loved sports since i was 16 years old like mm -hmm. i love training and you know pushing myself but i was very selfish in yeah. a sense that i just was thinking about myself i want to go further but it's almost like i i was competing Whatever people meaning like, oh, I want to be on the top, you know, I want yeah. to push more than everybody else. And it's something a lot of guys have that issue with. Like I can oh, tell that's why it, the gym space is so unapproachable. I call it like the broy culture. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, Yo, what's up, bro? And like, I'm gonna, it's funny because it's, it's not approachable. Me when I'm in the gym, I'm always smiling. I'm always <laughs> smiling. But you see those people who they have like that mean mug face and it's like, mean why are you, <laughs> you know, why, why are you like angry? You know, you should be having a good time. It's, Bro, it's been my, a... I, my bench, uh, is not 540 pounds today. <laughs> and no, I'm joking. Anyone who's getting it in and grinding, like I respect that. Um, for sure. No, it's for sure. It's like, it's respectable, but at the same time, you need to have, right? yeah, you need to have fun with it. Totally. You need to exchange with people. And that's what I tell everyone all the time is my best results that i've had mm -hmm. it's actually from learning from other people yeah it's not by knowledge, myself knowledge is power man exactly really and is. the thing is the way i started my instagram is that what happened is one time i was just training you know i was in my zone and a professional trainer came up to me and he's like oh like um what do you do in life and then i was like oh i'm a pharmacist that's a but deep then, question. And then, what do you do in yeah. life? And, uh, and it's yeah, the epic question. <laughs> you just dive in deeper. I just lift things and put them down. <laughs> but the thing is, so yeah, so he asked me, like, what do you do in life? And I'm like, I'm a pharmacist. He's like, did you ever think of becoming a professional trainer? And I was like, well, I do love training, but no, I never did. And he's like, because I can see it. He literally said that. Like, I can see it in your eyes. Like, when you're training. Yeah. You can tell you love it. Like, we can tell, like, you know, you're really, like, you're fitness. engaged. The ones that are great, uh, we, you know, you talk about trainers. Really, you're a coach and a mentor, uh, in my opinion, yeah. when you go that level. Uh, or you, you say fitness motivated. Yeah, I see a you lot of fitness. You are changing people's lives or giving them the tools to change their own lives. Yeah, exactly. I think is a better way to put it. Um, and there's a difference because there's so many people now who are, like, they're not engaging or they're giving misinformation 
and it pisses me off. I'm not going to lie, but you're a student of the game, man. You know. Uh, That's the thing. The way to see it is you're always a student. Like you said, student of the game, meaning you're always learning. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. When I do a mistake, one of the first thing I say is I let people know. Yeah. I'm like, I did this wrong. This is what I'm going to do to correct it. Mm-hmm. So they know if it ever happens to them or even prevent from them from doing the same mistake I did. Yeah. And the thing is, when the professional trainer told me, like, oh, you know, you should be like, I think you should also be a professional trainer. Mm-hmm. You can be that and a pharmacist. It started like playing in my head, you know? Yeah. And then I started thinking, you know what? Like, no, I would love actually, you know, like telling people, giving them information and helping them. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes in tie with uh, the pharmacist job as well, because as a pharmacist, we, our job is to promote health, is to make sure our patient can be the healthiest they could be. Exactly. But unfortunately, and it's kind of hard, you know, especially like in America more than in Canada, mm-hmm. is in Canada, we can talk a lot with our patient. We have more yeah. time. It's not like fast-paced. The universal like healthcare here. and those things too. Exactly. It helps a lot. So the thing is, we can actually exchange with a patient and make a plan for them and tell them, look, this is what you got to do. And a lot of the patients that I actually counsel, I actually tell them, like, why, why don't you start training? You don't have to go, like, you know, every day. Yeah. But just like training because just 15 to 20 minutes of walking can change your blood it pressure. Hey, being in New York and you see people rolling around this city just yeah. walking miles. My sister was in town and she's just like, oh, I just walked nine miles and I'm you so see, sore. I've never walked this much in my life. I'm like, yeah, it's not that difficult. And like. These little things make, make a difference, a difference yep. over a period of time. Exactly. And like, they enjoy it. Once you can actually do it and it builds up, uh, even talk, talk about cortisol levels and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get a, a release. Oh, yeah, no, for will. sure. So the thing is, yeah, I started like, that's when I told myself, you know what? I'm going to start Instagram because I know that Instagram is a growing platform and a lot of people like to engage and exchange. Uh-huh. So I started my the Instagram myself for a mat lead. And that's funny because I was actually happy that I got the name. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pharmacists that messaged me like a year later or months later saying I wanted that name, but yeah. it was already taken. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, when I first thought I'm going to try to do for a mat lead, I was like, it's taken for sure. Because it's so like easy yeah. to remember. You just plug pharmacists and at lead together. And it was available for me. So I was like, wow, like, you know, maybe it's a message from God. <laughs> you know? Hey, you're on the right path. It's meant to yeah. be, man. So. so so that's when I started. And then, yeah, like, I, at first I was putting a lot of, like, workout videos. And, and what's worked best for you? Because your strategy for how you've grown. Yeah. Like, and if, you you know, you're listening, check them out, obviously. Farm, at, uh, farm athlete. Um, video content. But it's engaging. The response rate. And yeah. uh, it's relatable and approachable. So how did you come up with that where you are now? Well, from when a, I first started, I had no, oh yeah, no, it was a lot of tri- trial and error. Yeah. Like when I first started, no knowledge on how Instagram works. I didn't even know there was an algorithm back then. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is the best thing is create a team. Exactly. You need a team to back you up because the way Instagram is now is that there's a lot of users. Yeah. There's a lot of people there trying to, especially in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of it's opportunities, but man. it's saturated. Everybody wants, like they'll say, everybody wants to become a fitness influencer or whatever. Mm-hmm. What I tell people is if you go into Instagram or any social platform, you got to do it because you love it. Yeah. Of course, you need a whole team behind you. Like me, I have a big team. Every time I post, they engage with my stuff, but the exchange. You've got a, a great support system as well, but you've yeah. got a great, a great following and a loyal one. I think is really important to, 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 to point out and. You're doing it for the long haul, man. It's not like exactly uh, fly by night like type of thing. Like this is a full fledged business 
where you're not bound or restricted um, by time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the strategy on building it out. And you're the creative director of your brand. No, exactly. In your life, you know? And the thing is, I think the other important thing that people have to remember is you got to be yourself. Exactly. You know, you got to be yourself. You got to be transparent with people. When you, when you like take the self, that's what I tell people. One of the features that people don't use enough is the stories. You got to use a story like you're story. talking to a friend, you know? This is um, Mark, our executive producer, said I had to sing on the show, and I feel like this is the moment. <laughs> Break down the barriers, girl. Tell the story. Yeah, tell the story real quick. Use Instagram stories. and Okay, I'm done. Nice. All right. <laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> R&B. Hey, I got a, 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 an album coming out soon, and it's all about uh, how to use Instagram stories to tell your stories and build a... Uh, a lasting effect on Instagram. Thank but you no, for much. sure. Yeah, no, for, for sure. Like uh, <laughs> using Instagram stories, it's 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 a way to directly talk to your audience. Yeah. And what happens is the moment that you start saying stuff that it gets them interested, mm-hmm. they will stick. They'll keep watching and they'll be interested. And the thing is, I always say you need to give to people. Yeah. Don't try to just take. You know, like exactly. a lot of people. <laughs> It's like I have a we have a joke me and like some friends back home is every time we do a video sometimes we joke and we say swipe up swipe up swipe up yeah <laughs> and you know and it's like yeah you know okay you're selling a product you know you're selling your merch it's fine but you got to also remember that you know you have to provide something to the people you have to give them a reason to come back and actually want to listen exactly to you if all you do is trying to sell stuff and always like throw stuff at them mm-hmm you know they're gonna be it's just an ad page you know and yeah it's like, exactly and you were you've you've been uh built for like everything you do you are a doc you know you you help people you you, you want to help people flat mm-hmm. out and you can only do that by understanding their story and engage you know and from an audience perspective one of my mentors mj harris um who is a great speaker uh marketing business guru uh he always talks about the importance of engaging with your customer, your audience, but also just bringing them into your life and understand, uh, letting them know that the information that you're giving them a lot is an opportunity or can positively affect their life or even change their life for the better, you know? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, going into the strategy a little bit more, um, how you built it, I think that's something that people really need to take notice of, um, especially those wanting wanting to transition in this the space but how you've done it and built it organically and you haven't diluted your brand down at all so like yeah. when it comes to partnerships and working with with people in the space especially having uh, an accreditation as a pharmacist how do you choose who you work with it's important that whoever you work with whoever you work with you have to make sure that it fits with your brand or your values you don't want to start like promoting or like selling just like any any product or any like how could i say that um uh like idea you know like any idea pitch that you want to do you don't want to just sell any random thing because what's going to happen is like i said it's just going to be an ad mm-hmm. page you know they're going to be like okay he's just doing it to sell stuff to people and make money yeah but the thing is obviously if me for example i'm into pharmacy and health and for example there's an event where it's, you know, it's about like, uh, let's say Alzheimer's or cholesterol or diabetes, Mm -hmm. and they want to work with me, then it's a perfect opportunity because that's something I actually believe in. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, I want to promote that event. Uh So I'm actually going to do it. Same thing if it's a, like, let's say it's a supplement, like let's say protein. And it's an isolate protein. And I explain, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. 
So it's, like it's got to align with the, exactly like the views that 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 you want, and then also like again, you're playing the long game, and now also like you're you're starting this uh, this YouTube, but you're starting to train with pro athletes and understand and expand your knowledge. And I've seen, you know, obviously, it's you're building your network, but again, it's bringing another elite group and perspective into your circle. So that's something to take in mind too as well. So like yeah. you're representing Farm Athlete, the brand, yourself, you know, uh, your career and uh, as a doctor, but now these athletes coming into the fold. So all those things tie into one another. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You want, um, that's another ex important aspect in social media is you want to collaborate as much as possible. Obviously you want to collaborate with the people who fit in your niche but it's something that I've realized it makes a huge difference when you start. And it's like you said, knowledge is power. Whenever you collaborate with someone in your niche, you're bound to learn something for sure. You know, it's like even us just talking right now, you know, I'm learning from you and then, you know, we're going to mm -hmm. have a training session after. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's experience that you can exchange with a person and it's, and, and it's a unique perspective. Yeah. You know, you have some greatest minds, people who really understand their body and, and, and the difficulties, but also the advantages that we have and collectively coming together because it's all about a community and how we're building this and keeping the conversations going. So, you know, there's things that you've learned and you talk about in being in a different country or, um, even from your, your education that I don't know. And I'm always looking to learn. And I think, again, how we talked about um, it, when you see it going into the sports performance space and like these different training techniques, nutritional techniques, and even uh, alternative uses of medicine, people are open. They want to be better. They want to be healthier and they want lasting real change, not mm -hmm. a quick fix like it has been anymore because they're seeing the drastic effects. So, with that, I you know we always do a segment on the show that um, is kind of a quick hitter, right? So I, I want to come into this. We're going to talk about um, kind of a rapid fire. We're going to go ten challenges uh, for the body and uh, how you can take care of those things or how you can treat those things from pharmacists and a doctor's perspective. Okay. All right. I want to know who you'd like to see on the game plan. Hit me up on Instagram at DaleMoss13 or at thegameplanpodcast.com and let us know. And if your suggestion makes it on, I'll give you a shout out on the show. So we're going to put a minute on the clock uh, and I want you to share uh, in that minute key things that you think people should incorporate in order to lead a uh, overall healthier life. Ready, and set, go. Ready, set, you're on the clock. Sleep more. Okay. Ooh, sleep more. I can definitely sleep. Yeah, sleep. Nutritionally, what do we got there? Balanced nutrition. Balance. Balance is everything. Meaning, right? like, don't hold yourself from eating a cheat meal once in a while, you know? Like, don't freak yourself out. <laughs> Food should not scare you. Just yeah, exactly. Okay. Stretching. Stretching. All right. Warm up. Warm up. Dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching. Mental awareness. Mental, yeah, the mindfulness aspect that we talked about is extremely important. All right, let's keep it rolling. We're getting the, the doctor's orders, man. So listen to this. Come on. Apple a day? Uh, no. <laughs> 
It's hard with that minute. 10, 9, 8. We got to get one more out. 7, 6, 5, 4. There's so many. 3. <laughs> no man hey the, 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 what what you laid out there is, is is spot on and perfect obviously the sleep uh the taking time just overall just taking care of your body yeah and i think you know early on this is something that I, I you talked about being you were selfish from the standpoint that you were competing with others but you know now taking a different perspective like i say it, it, it's you were competing with others so you were selfish, but really self-help and taking time and taking the best care of yourself is ultimately the most important thing. So, you know, now you look at it, that perspective being yeah. selfless or selfish to be selfless when the purpose behind it is just you being the best that you can be. And that transcends, you know, exactly. across the board and helps others. Um, nobody uh, takes care of your body better than you. So... There we go, man. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we, we we touched base on a lot of amazing topics. You got a lot of amazing things going on. We've talked about uh, a lot of amazing things, a lot of amazing topics. Um, you know, we, we frequently end with this question, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. What is your game plan? Well, mine, it's actually to expand the brand as from athlete of course like i want to i want to be able to impact you know as many people mm -hmm. that's my main goal like a lot of people they, they'll say like you know they want to make money me it's i want to reach success but success by helping others mm -hmm. like my main goal is not to like you know become like a multi-millionaire or whatever like you know like what, what a lot of entrepreneurs claim you know yeah. they say they want to be the reason why it's because i'm doing it for the long run and i'm enjoying what i'm doing yeah you yep. know, so that's why that's pretty much the main goal is just make people more aware of Fermat Lead and his message. And the, and that's what you said, like just aware. And, the, you know, one thing is you take your audience and your community's um, direction, if you will, because you're listening to them. You are uh, as much as they're consulting with you, you're almost consulting with them as well, because yeah. that's what it's all about, community and overall health and keeping the conversation going. And that's where a lot of people, in my opinion, fall uh, you know, fall into tough times is because they're not talking about these things. And, you know, again, I can't say thank you enough uh, for coming on, sharing your perspective as a doctor of pharmacy, a fitness motivator, just a good guy. And then even the strategy um, behind connecting with his brand. So uh, again, so many amazing things. Where can everyone find you on social media, the YouTube, all those good things? Uh, YouTube, Instagram, even Snapchat. Like all the major platforms, it's from at least. It's very simple. Okay. So they can find me there. Yep. And I actually respond. Like it's a lot of work, <laughs> but I manage to respond to most people the when they ask me, yeah. you know, like legit questions. Obviously, there's random stuff here and there. Uh huh. But yeah, like when somebody has a legit health question or fitness, yeah. or even if it's to collaborate or stuff like that, like I'm more open. So like that's a good spot to like actually like reach me out on Instagram. Okay. And then who do you want to be connected to? Whether that's brands, other uh, influencers, athletes, just in general, who who do you want to be connected to in the future? Me, I would probably say um, like, uh, you know, like the big, the bigger clothing brands. That's definitely something that, you know, I'd be interested in working with. Mm -hmm. Like I wear, because I wear a lot of Under Armour, like mm -hmm. even Nike. So these are like brands, you know, I actually always like uh, look up to yeah but like as as part of like uh who which athletes i would like to work with me i'm open to like anything that's health related because that's actually the goal of my youtube 
like i want to like work you know even with like i'm actually doing um a lot of work with a mma fighter mm -hmm. and he's from france he's gonna do a big like fight yeah and so i trained with him and we're gonna train again so it's i'm really open to like the athletes i, I like talk, to learn talk about an awesome experience man the yeah no for sure real. it's in doing something out of your wheelhouse exactly it, being an athlete is all about being versatile right my, my next challenge is swimming, swimming. Oh. <laughs> i'm a really bad swimmer so i definitely that would be a nice experience to... yeah you know i tried swimming i'm actually a professional sinker so um i'm pretty good at that uh, oh, i well. can't swim <laughs> my feet cramp up so i just drop to the bottom <laughs> yep uh awesome man well thank you so much uh again uh looking uh, forward to sharing your story i know this is going to help a lot of people and keep doing your thing man thank you thank you hey thank you everybody for for listening today i'm looking forward to another great conversation next week and until then what's your game plan i am a champion i'm winning i'll win it all the Game Plan with Dale Moss is produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019, the Dale Moss brand, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.